Hey guys, Drummer here. Hope you guys are having a great time, but just want you guys to know that we do have a YouTube channel right now, and it would be awesome if you guys checked it out. Go ahead and type in Drum and Drummer in the YouTube search bar, and you will see our beautiful faces there. And we are putting out amazing content uh, with our beautiful faces, and we hope you guys enjoy. However, if you are enjoying just simply listening to us, go ahead and stay here on the podcast. The episode will be coming up right now. This is just getting our knees, David, because... I don't really have the coolest socks on today. It's getting your knees. I'm very needy. <laughs> All right. Dalton, dude. Oh, my God. Is that Dalton Drum? Dude, it's me. Is that? Well, you got to say that for the end of the podcast. Hey, guys. We went viral on TikTok on Christmas Day. The most wild Christmas morning Christmas? we've ever had in our entire lives. Christmas miracle. Hmm. It was nice, nice to have one of those. Went to bed. We had, like, you know, maybe, like... I remember I, David sent me a text, and I just saw the text the other day. David goes, dude, 1,700 views. We're going viral. Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up the next morning. By 8 a.m., it hits. And boom, it's like 5,000, 5,000 people, 5,000 people, 5,000 people. Likes, 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 likes. It was wild. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, like, I thought we were going to cap out at, like, 75,000. I thought that was going to be, like, the, okay. We hit 50,000 before 12 o'clock. And I, I thought that we were like i thought there's no way we get to 100 there's no way we get like 100,000 right. views like this is too crazy and like just it just kept chipping away yeah, chipping away chipping going, away going 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 and now we're at what 215k uh yeah as of right now we have uh over 200,000 views uh our followers on tiktok have gone from uh, what 30 followers to 1700 around 1700 a little bit more so welcome welcome so, if you're new here from tiktok welcome welcome to our set uh, no more Christmas decorations, no but more. today is... But we do got good spirit and a big heart. Today is... Oh, happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were going somewhere else with that. Happy New Year's but. Day. Guys, this is the first podcast of the year. First podcast of the year. This is the first time we're sitting down in these chairs. And if you listen year. to any of the episodes from the last month, those were all special intros, but this is just the classic drum and drummer intro. David, roll it. I'm drum. I'm drummer. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Ooh. Week 59. Woo. Week 59, everybody. That's 5 plus 5 is 10. Times, um, <clears throat> times 3 is 30. Plus 20 is 50. Plus five, fifty-five, plus four, fifty, fucking nine, baby. What's up? And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum, and I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's: self-improvement, stories, and the supernatural. Dude, Dalton, (laughs) what's up, man? Your energy's high today. I love it, dude. This is the first time we're having our podcast this year. This is 2021. So, what what are some expectations for 2021? Like. To tell our listeners what they can expect. All right, guys. Especially if they're new here. If you guys are new here, we are a podcast and we talk <laughs> about <laughs> talk about just about anything you can think of. Um, literally anything. I don't know. Do we have like a specific like? So we're uh, Dalton and I are siblings. I'm Matthew. This is Dalton. I'm the older of the two of us. He's the younger. I'm and the younger he's one. the baby brother. He's the baby brother. And uh, 
you know, we just talk about some, some childhood trauma comes up, some lifelong memories that we have. Um, and we just kind of talk about random stuff that comes up. Yeah. It tends to, to revolve around our three S's, which is where those come from. So, um, a lot of the supernatural, a lot of, um, stories, a lot of storytelling. There you go. We do enjoy our there stories and, uh, we're very big on self-improvement here. So it's, let's talk about that too. It's weird that we're doing this during the day because I can see things outside, so I get distracted. So I got to really focus on the cameras and stuff. Yeah, you were ready for your nap about ten minutes before, actually, before you did what you did. Yeah. Well, me, me, and I had some food, and then we had destructive diarrhea. So we're back here, and we're doing good. Matthew's not going to want that on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> this is the content you, I know you're here for. Uh, but dude, let's go back to going viral on TikTok. I just have something to say about that. I don't have toxic toxic masculinity. I feel like that's how, false. How about thank you first? Yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for um, all the likes and comments and shares. All, what, 700, 800 of the shares? Yeah, before you hit toxic masculinity, how about you talk about all the people that it love just, the relationship between really the two of here. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there's plenty Why? of that. <laughs> it's really hurt my feelings. We both know we don't have that at all. I know. I just feel like I needed to address it. Okay. And you're just putting right. me down. You're supposed to be supporting me. And you're put, putting down my opinions on life. Sounds kind of toxic. Yeah. He has toxic masculinity, actually. Maybe they were uh, talking about you. It, probably. Because I was the one pushing me away. Um, it was wild, dude. It, it's crazy to see. like you, I see numbers like that on other accounts and stuff. And so to have it happen to us was wild. And, and then just like the amount of comments of like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly how my brothers react. Or, um, oh, I have four boys and they all do the same thing. And everybody, like my favorite part was they noticed the flinch. Like Dalton start kind of hesitates a little bit and everybody's like, I know that flinch. I know that flinch. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a, a universal sibling thing, yeah, which, it, which it I was, think is awesome. It was definitely funny to see everyone's comments and how they liked it. Um, I enjoyed it, <clears throat> but I did a thing and I like went on to the Jonas Brothers TikTok <laughs> <laughs> and I was comparing our one video to their, you know, hundreds. And I was like, we have more likes on this video than they do on like most of theirs. On most of them? On most of them. And I was like, so we're pretty much just as cool as the Jonas Brothers. If not, a little better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's, if they're the Joe Bros? Or the Drum Bros? The Drum Boys? The Drum Boys? The Droolers. The Droolers. None of that. Absolutely not. That'll be, our, both drool that'll be our fan base. You can be like, welcome back, Droolers. Hell no. Well, you need to think of one now. You know, there is no. a conspiracy theory saying like fan bases and like calling them like certain names. Um, <clears throat> like you have like the Jake Paulers. It's a scheme for them to get more money out of them because they feel more like family when they have their own like fan base name. Well, we got the marketing guy right here. I'm sure there's a bigger reason. Uh, it's it's branding. Like everybody wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves, right? So, um. I, I actually think of it not that anybody that follows them is a part of this, but like the extreme example would be Colts, you know, because uh, you have like that one person that they a lot of times will portray themselves to, you know, be able to have some wisdom or, or they're able to know like about the future and what's going to happen. A lot of times it has to do with like doomsday and stuff like that. Um and through that, it just gives them these individuals like a bigger meaning than, you know, themselves. And yeah. so it gives them a way to identify everybody wants to be a part of something. Yeah, you that know? makes sense. It was, they're just saying like it takes advantage of them getting money out of them. So it's a little easier. Um, I was going to talk about Jared Leto. Do you know that like he's like going to start a cult? Oh, is he? He's yeah. going to start? It yeah. seems like he already did. Well, Jared Leto looks like a cult leader in the first he place. He does. Honestly. Hi, Matt here. Will you fill me in? What? 
Yeah, so apparently Jared Leto wants to start a cult. About what, Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked into it. I just saw I saw I saw the post. You saw like a twi- a Twitter post yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. How long ago did that start? A few months ago. It's been a few months, right? Yeah. It's been yeah. a minute. I, I'll look more into it for, for next week so we can talk about it more. But um yeah, I thought that was really cool. That's what I feel like it just makes sense. Some of the most desirable features are in some of the most undesirable people. Because you have like cult leaders who I think have to have a crazy amount of charisma. And then I was talking with someone about serial killers that are like, most of them are super high Q. What does that mean? They have high like, IQ. Like super smart. Super smart. Oh, high Q. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I um, Matthew's really into cults. Or just like learning about them. <laughs> not, not, he's not gonna. I just like joining all of them. But, um, I always like the serial killer, serial killer uh, psychology and stuff like that. The way they think, do things, it blows my mind. Yeah, um, but enough of this cult talk, dude. I'm getting too close. Getting too close home. He's gonna find me out. Uh, so here on the Drum Drummer Podcast, we like to do monthly challenges. We started this. Uh, mm. Go back to last week's episode. You can listen to Dalton who learned how to speak. His uh, oh. Christmas. <laughs> I speak English. So. <laughs> no, he learned he uh, learned how to ask for what he wanted for from Santa in a different language. So this week, we month. did a new challenge this month. Yes, and this is Matthew learning how to do the splits within a month. Um, now we saw Matthew try and do this uh, earlier this week. We can have him do it again. We can definitely have. No, him do it I again. have pictures that we'll post. Uh, but. Okay. Oh I mean, my! I, I they're will, right here. I will rip these. You're jeans. right here. I will rip these jeans. Uh, it was it was an interesting it's one. It's gonna be a long month. It was he he had some stretching to do. Well, I give us your. Some people thought you were pretty good, and then other people were. It depends who you ask. Okay, uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a flexible individual. I'm not. You can t- touch your toes. I can touch my toes. Like that's not a big deal, right? Like I'm pretty mobile. Um, but you know, Monique is Gumby. So she sees me and like I feel like I'm doing really good on a stretch. She's like, oh, honey, we've got some work to do. And I'm like, what do you? T- it's not fair. That's like <laughs> she's biased. Um, but I'd say like I'm above average when it comes to flexibility. However, if so, I'm trying to learn the front splits, right? So that's where you know one leg comes out in front, the other leg comes out you know behind. Yeah. But I want to do it on both. Like I don't want to just like focus on one. Yeah. When my left leg is in front, that hamstring is so tight that like I just I feel like I that one's that side's gonna oh. be the, the worst one. Isn't your knee on your left side also worse? No, that's my right knee. But it's better now, thanks to knees over toes guy. Uh, he Instagram. hurts it every week. I don't believe him. But How's your wrist been, gay? It's fine. Oh, yeah? It's getting better. Oh, okay. I, I hurt my wrist. Doing? Lifting. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then Matthew just gave me shit because I finally have one injury while he has his for the past two years. And he's ignored it, by the way. So he's had it for three years. He's ignored it for the past two and just now started fixing it. Because then it really started to bother him. God, you pissed me off. You know that? No, we're back into it. <sighs> now we're here. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be learning how to do the splits this month. I'll be posting progress pics along the way, and then we'll Ooh. do a before and after. So then, That'll be cool. Dalton, what is acceptable as a success for Matt at the end of the month? I would I would like to see... I don't need I don't need to be flat on the ground. If he can go all the way flat on the ground, I'm convinced he doesn't have balls. But if as long as he can get like one cheek to kind of touch the ground, 
Like just just enough, or like just like the bottom part of his hammy. I don't think it's physically possible for his butt cheek. I'm not saying because if you can do it for your butt cheek, you just go you to get one, one of his. You could get him to like teabag the ground. I don't think he. Uh, yeah, I don't think that would work for him. Um, I would just say like maybe the, the bottom of his like hammy, just to barely get it to touch. Uh, I'll, yes. I'll okay. be impressed. Okay. I feel like that's a good. I'll be, yeah. I'll be impressed. Yeah. yeah, doesn't take much. No. So. But uh, yeah, so I'll be learning that this month. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm actually excited to get into. It. I stretched yesterday. It's just so much stretching he has to do. That's all it is. It's just constant stretching. Well, we had Christmas. All right, what, uh, Christmas recap and gifts. Yeah. Don, what'd Let's you get, get for some Christmas, brags, man? <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about your problem with the cookies. Your mm. Problem with mom's cookies. My mother ruined Christmas. Ruined. She's she's basically grinched out Christmas this year, dude. I was so disappointed. So. My okay, let's get into it, you guys. Can so, you put, put I, kind of, I like want them to see. I like to drink out of my clay cup. Okay, um, drinking coke out so, of clay cup. <laughs> so, um, my mom likes to bake cookies a lot, and we have these peppermint, uh, like candy cane cookies that we despise. We don't really care for them, and then you know every other cookie my mom makes is good. But the one cookie that she's always, and it's been my favorite cookie of hers since I was little. It really is really good. Is her snickerdoodles. Yeah. They're always just perfectly soft. Like the cinnamon is just delicious. It's so good. So my mom doesn't like to, she doesn't believe in the saying, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. She's like, if my boys love it, let's improve on it so they can love it more. And it always backfires. And she gets it from my grandmother who just loves to take really, really amazing recipes and just experiment. Um, but on me, so I get to try them because I'm the only grandson that'll actually eat it. What's that one cookie grandma makes that's really good that you like? Oh, I, they're persimmon cookies. Persim- Nobody else likes them, but I like them Persimmon cookies. Those are bomb. Yeah, they're so good. Those are bomb cookies. So my mom takes my beloved snickerdoodles and she says, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do exactly what the book says this time, even though I've, you know, I have my own way that I've been doing for the past, oh, how old am I? 25. So like 23 years. So she does it. And then I go and I grab a cookie and I see my mom staring at me and I take a bite and immediately I like look down and I'm like, what is, is there's something wrong with this cookie? And she's like, oh my God, you notice? I'm like, yes, I noticed. What did you do different? She goes, I, I, I followed the recipe. I didn't do it how I usually do. And I'm like, why? Like, wh- why? Why would you? Why would you want to change it? Why up? would you change it? It makes no sense to me. And then I went on a long tangent about how she ruined Christmas for me. But it's, it's I'm over it. It's Even fine. I know last year we, we talked a lot about mom's candy cane cookies. And she remade them last year because she was so offended. And they actually came out like like they weren't like they still weren't good. But like they came out softer and less like a rock, you know. So they were cool, but still not like satisfying to eat. It was just cool looking. So, yeah, I'll give her props. She, yeah. she, she's improved, but then she start, started improving on things that doesn't need to be improved on, like snickerdoodles. Yeah. Come on. Keep the, it where it is. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Hey, man. It's a cookie, man. Let it be a cookie. Let it grow. Let it do its thing. But, Dalton, what'd you get for Christmas, man? What are you excited about? Uh, me and Matt got a beer pong table. We did. That was the first time we opened for Christmas. We are like, hell yeah. that's It's time. And this is professional level? That's what dad says it's regulation size apparently regulation he size was, yeah very adamant about it. <laughs> the regulation size He's all, this is what the professionals use and i was just like there's a professional beer pong player. i had no idea um but that was pretty exciting i got plenty of clothes some new pants t-shirt this is all this is all christmas wear Let's go, new hat you're wearing the too. t-shirt this year yeah usually you get shirts and you just 
Well, I'm not big on getting clothes for, for gifts and stuff, but um, I made sure that if they were going to give me clothes, they knew exactly what I needed, not just getting me random shirts that I will never wear. Um, so I'm sticking with it. They did pretty good this year. I'm pretty excited. Pretty happy with it. And Matt got me um, one of my favorite uh, artists right now. His name is Jimmy Jam Boom Bam. He got me a really dope art piece. Shouty Tati. Shouty Tati to Jimmy, Jimmy Jam, Jam Boom, Boom Bam. Bam for my dope ass Darth Vader crazy motherfucker. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so I just got that one, and then uh, he looked lonely on my wall. So I got a, I got a, a thing called the Oogie Boogie Man from uh, Night Before Christmas, but he did a, like a, a different type of like style with it, and it looks really dope. So I just ordered that. So that should be in probably tomorrow. I'm really excited. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. And then I got a uh, really cool a Blackstone grill, like a 22-inch like Blackstone griddle from Dalton and David. Um, d and, Yep. And then I also got a cast iron pan from Monique, which I've been wanting for a while, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and then I got a bunch of clothes and stuff, but I enjoy it. Good Christmas. Would you say, well, hold on. Would you say together all the gifts you got was collectively less or more than $800? Mm, less less definitely right. less yeah because there's a mom who spent 800 she has two kids nice spent 800 dollars on herself for christmas and nothing on her kids oh all right hey treat yourself treat yourself to the highest extent so so she opened up her own gifts for christmas or what's the deal with that or did right she, did she make her kids like give the hand her the gifts no she definitely just <laughs> gave them to herself oh she's her name's carla bellucci and she is an Instagram model and a TikTok influencer. And her kids are 15 and 13. As are we. And so she said that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to put that in our bio now? Her TikTok influencers. influencers. Yeah. <laughs> and so she got them nothing, stating that as they are uh, aspiring TikTok influencers and Instagram models, they should also be uh, getting their own ad money. Oh. Which is a little confusing because they're minors. So wouldn't she still get the money? Yeah, she would need to like sign a waiver or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, dang. All right. I mean, that's intense social media. Way man. to teach your children the value of a dollar. I don't know. How would you guys react to being your parents spending? I guess you wouldn't know how much they spent on themselves. I don't, but maybe, maybe that's just the way they live. Maybe that's like their lifestyle is like they don't think about uh, like that's not how they do Christmas, you know? They all buy themselves their own things and then open it all at once together, the things they got themselves. What a beautiful Christmas. What the hell? What? The the mom who previously, I think I should say bagged, bagged a free NHS nose job by faking depression, considers her no-gift Christmas policy an important life lesson and a great chance to spoil herself. I think blagged is a British term for like... Oh, is this in the UK? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So I think that's that's a British term for like scored a free one. You just blagged it? I don't know. Let's do a, let's do an impromptu slang trivia with slang Matt Drum. Slang trivia with Matt Drum. All right, guys. So, so you know what I think. Uh, blagged, blagged, blagged. I, I feel like it's like I bagged it. So I think you're right. Like scored, snagged. Dalton? You, you got a different one? It sounds like blah. So I'm thinking like, oh, no, I just blagged everywhere. You threw up. You threw up? All right. Yeah. So she so threw she up threw a free up. nose job by faking depression. All right. Yeah. <laughs> blagged is a slang term meaning a robbery, especially with violence. So I don't know how she violently <laughs> robbed. Uh... Oh, this chick is something else. 
And I quote, Carla said, I don't care if people call me spoiled. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I am a brilliant mom and am using COVID Christmas as a life lesson. I want my kids to be social media stars and withholding gifts this year will teach them to make money for themselves. Lockdown stressed me. So I need to spoil myself. I've always bought the kids nice things and Christmas throughout the years. It's mummy's time now. I mean, I mean, teach their own. I don't know. I feel like her kids would be upset, but that is fucking stupid. Would you guys? Did you guys get allowances when you were little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I I could have. I was very terrible at. You opted out. It. Yeah, I did my chores every week. I got twenty bucks a week. Oh, wait, so how did it work? Uh, it would be like you can do if you do this, this, what you would, do all what these. Were your chores. It was always like it was always dishes, the lawn. I was always mowing the yard. Uh, dishes yard, and then like I don't know, probably like picking up the dog poop. What were yours? What would you do? <laughs> <That was mine. laughs> you know, I what? Dude, I think they just offered us both the same thing and said at least one of them will do it. <laughs> if I was the dishes, picking up the poop outside, and uh... dude, because I would always get these huge projects, and oh, and I would... sweep. I never sweeped. <laughs> I did not like doing that. But I did the dishes and I picked up the dog poop. And then once Matthew, <laughs> when Matthew really stopped doing whatever he was told to do, I picked up his chores and I was getting 40 bucks a week. Your allowance was $20 a week? I don't know. I never did it. So <laughs> yeah, it was 20 bucks a week. Wow. So I got 40 bucks every week and I just saved that up, kept saving up that money. Now do you and it was just twenty bucks straight, no strings, no attachments, no anything. No conditions. We had to do the chores, that was the condition. Do you think that's a good way to parent? And like I would definitely give my kids chores. With an allowance? So yeah. again with the with the chores. Were the, were those chores additional chores? Did you guys get paid for cleaning your own room and No, this is all stuff like in like the the like the family room or the kitchen, anywhere where the family be together, those are things you would clean. So you your room no- was your responsibility. You had non-negotiables in your room. You know what I didn't understand? We have family parties and I'd be like, "Make sure you clean your room." I'm like, who the, who's going to go in my room? Well, no, but that was back when we would actually go into the room and like play. Like we'd go into the room and like the video games were in the room. Why would the kids care? Okay, it was more for the like piss me off. Doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, but I was really big on getting projects. So I would get like, you know, we had this vine that would grow over our entire back wall. I'd have to go cut that down. I don't know if I got paid for that. I think I just did it just for, to, you know, earn my keep or whatever. You, um, you were dad's little man. I was. I was. And then uh, we got a jacuzzi. We had to like pull out like this whole like section that we needed to like put wiring through and stuff. And I had to use a pickaxe and get rid of the grass. Why did you have to do that? What happened? We had to dig a... He had to lay cement. No, are no, you, no. Are you saying that he most of his projects were because he was grounded? He was grounded. Are so you he, sure that wasn't why you got projects? That was, probably. that was probably the one of the most intense ones that he's ever gotten, like a grounding. Because, like, he, my dad did not give in at all, nor did my mom. Like, they yeah. wanted that thing done because they wanted their jacuzzi in. So they made Matthew dig up everything. And I'll never forget, I was out there and I had the pickaxe and I was, like, you know, doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, like, I got this, like, blister on my, my hand. And then my dad goes, he like, I'll never forget him and Dalton are sitting down on the, the cement and they're just watching me and I'm doing it right. And like, I have my shirt off. It's all hot and just going away. All 12 year old 
you know, five foot flat of me. Well, not even that, four or five probably doing that. And then he, and then I get like his blister. And so I'm like, oh, here's my out. Cool. So I go, dad, dad, I got a blister. And he's like, grabs duct tape, throws it at me and goes, we're on the field, son. Tape it up. <laughs> and so I taped up my hand and mom was livid when she found out. She's like, he could get an infection. Uh, I can't remember what you did, but Matthew really fucked up. He really fucked up that time. So he had to, yeah, he had to do all this stuff. And I mean, the jacuzzi is still there till this day at that old house, but, um, and it worked that we use that jacuzzi a lot. It was worth it. For but sure. so yeah. there, there's like a girl who, uh, who had her chores taxed. So like she'd get paid she her, she'd pay her allowance <laughs> and then like 10% would go into savings and then 10% would go towards family taxes. How much money would you get back? So she got paid like 10 bucks. It was like, she got eight. You know, a dollar into that's fucking stupid. And uh, so, I kinda, I, and then the family tax would go into like a big group thing, and that's where I was just like, "Is was that all the kids? Did the parents also contribute to that tax yeah. fund or whatever?" No, they because then they were like, when the tax fund got big enough, they would sit down as a family and discuss what they're going to use that tax money on. That's cool. Whether it's like things for around the house or things for a vacation or something, I think it was all mainly to upkeep the house. Yeah, I think that's cool. I kind of like that so, idea. You know I what idea I also it. like is I know uh, someone who, when they moved back home from college, their parents made them start paying rent. So, you know, they paid rent every month or whatever. Yeah, that's a really common thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah, no, that. We're super fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so paying rent, but the parents took never, they just put the money and they put it away. Mm-hmm. When they moved out, they gave it to them either as like a down payment for the house or just to help them, you know, with the funds. And I was like, that's a super cool it's idea. Like if I if I ever do that, like when my kids start paying me rent to live where you know I'm on their way back from college or whatever, I was like, that's that's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it's just I think there's two different uh, like reasons that I think parents will make kids pay rent. I think one is like that uh, in a way where it's like, well, if you're here, I want you to have this, and I don't, I guess, kind of like don't trust you to do it on your own, so I'm gonna have my own way. And then the other one is that um, they will, it's like a, it's like an incentive to get them out. Yeah. I feel like one is prepping them and one is like, you can't be at home and not have a job and not have any steps for the future. Yeah. It pushes you to do something. Yes. Yeah. So it's like you either pay rent here or you get a, and sometimes it's conditional. It's like, if you're making enough money, then you know, then we can talk about something else or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But what would, what would you do? So how would you guys approach chores when you guys are older, if you have your own kids? I don't know. I'd probably just do like the 20 bucks a week. I, thing. I would just do a flat fee. Cause like, I, at least I understand the, you know, I'd rather teach my kids about taxes now, but at the same time, your kids are going to be taxed the rest of their lives. I'd rather just not i mean i'll have that conversation when it comes but i'd rather just pay it like let them enjoy the money now and then yeah you know when the taxes do come in the as they get older you know i don't don't like the the idea of just a kid asking for money and you're just giving it to them that that doesn't sound good at all i think i think you know there needs to be that discipline of like earning it so i think earning it's super important i the taxing i get it like it's we all have to deal with it now but i think the earning is where people need or the kids need to understand that level yeah, you know what I mean? So this is just a question I found somewhere else. Oh, no, no, no. So this is a question that my uh, I got from my cousins when they were talking about uh, one of them, their friend got COVID and him and his girlfriend got COVID and they got it at the same time. And the girlfriend was like, 
feeling better and doing her own thing maybe after like five days and it had been two weeks and they were like the guy was still just like knocked on his butt and she was like but i think i think men just don't know how to handle pain and i was like that's really interesting i don't i I don't know i feel like that might be the case but um i wanted to bring that to you too that we don't know how to handle pain that you have that women have higher tall pain tolerances Dude, they have babies than men. come out of their yeah. vagina i don't feel like this is a conversation i yes. feel like that is so true i would i don't want to if push I a bowling get, ball out yeah if i had to give birth to my butthole but do you think that's do you think that contributes to an overall higher pain tolerance for everything probably because she was just like oh yeah like guys you know they get a headache and they'll be down for uh, the whole day yeah yeah, I can see it being like a like a yeah. Because you'll hear everybody bring up the the male flu or the man flu or whatever, and it's yeah. like because it's it's like a scientific thing where like when men get sick, they're sick for a longer period of time than women are sick. For. But it also just makes sense because like if if a guy doesn't have like think about it, every month women have their period and it comes with cramps, headaches, and the Lord else knows what, right? And I know people that like literally are bedridden because their cramps are so bad. If you go through that every month, when you have a headache, you're going to be like, oh, that's it? You're going to be fine. Like, your tolerance is way higher. As opposed to, you know, being a man where it's like, I, I when I get sick, I get the flu. That's my only experience to this uncomfort, uncomfortable Yeah, like once a year. Then, well, yeah. not you, Dalton. You started getting migraines. Yeah, I got like like a one or two, two or three last year. And that was pretty bad. I was at work. I had no idea what was going on. Everything was like super bright. I couldn't really stare at the screen. My head was hurting. I went through nine hours of work with a migraine. And I just was like, I was like, what the heck is going on? I tried to go to the gym and I was like, I can't work out. Like, I just need to lay down. You know why? It's because you need to go to the eye doctor and get your glasses. That's why I got a migraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when I worked at the Mm -hmm. sex shop. You were finally using a computer for the first time in your life for more than like, you know, a couple hours at a time. You were literally in front of it all day. I had that job for for. A year, year and a half before I even started getting migraines. Yeah, but then like your eye strain probably got to that point where it was causing you migraines. Hmm. Maybe that's why. Maybe I. I mean, I do stare at a screen a lot now. Like I'm always on the computer. So do you have migraines now? I had like one, one or two. Yeah, it's probably because I know when I started using the computer a lot more, I started getting like really bad headaches. My eyes like depleted a lot. And there's and I was there's like, like a function you can put on the on the screen, right? To like take care of your eyes. That's like on the iPhone where yeah. it's like bedtime where yeah. after 10 o'clock it turns yellow or whatever. Yeah. So then would you guys go and do that thing where they have the machine that simulates uh, both – that simulates period pain and then it Absolutely also si- nope. simulates I know it's, pregnancy I know it's hard. Pain. I, I yeah. don't question it. I, I am okay with not knowing. Yeah. Like, I will never downplay it because I don't know it. It just, it just sounds incredibly painful, but I will never do that. I have no desire to. You tell me that it hurts. I believe, I believe you. you. I'm not going to question anything you say. You tell me it's, it's the worst pain. It's worse than I can even imagine. You're right. You'll never catch me going, come on, suck it up. Yeah. No, oh, no. hell no. Fuck no. no. <laughs> which, I believe you. Which pain is worse? Pushing a, pushing a child out or hearing that they hate your Christmas cookies? Pushing a child out. Pushing a child out. For sure, a thousand percent. Okay. So yeah, no yeah. regrets on your mom? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. Child. No, child. Yeah. For sure. And the man, the child tries to pull itself back in. Like, <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> God, no. I just thought of that. Just grabbing the lips and be like, no. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> All right, let's take uh, a break. Yeah. Matt, let me drum roll you in, bitch. <laughs> 
Welcoming Matthew Drum. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right, we're back. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. <laughs> were you not on? No. <laughs> and we're right. heading straight into our segments. Let's get into them. All right, so this week, another round of 99 cent advice. You got 99 cents with your name on it. It's advice. Nice. And if you don't know what this is, we take a piece of advice. It's one line, and we basically dissect it as much as everyone dissected our TikTok this weekend. Yeah, oh, man. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> we should have done that one. Oh, right there, baby. <laughs> Darn it. All right. This so week's dumb. 99 cent advice. You can't fix stupid. You can't do it. It's just, it's almost impossible. You know, it's a good thing Dalton's cute, huh? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. No one, I mean, no one, everyone can fix me. Never mind. <laughs> uh, all right. You can't fix stupid. Let's see. What? Well, first it talks about fixing. Yeah. So, you know. see, but I feel like this goes against what we like, we naturally believe in. What do you mean? Because, like, the, the idea of like, you can't fix stupid, it goes into this idea of a fixed mindset. Yeah, like you know, you're putting you're putting a wall when there's no need to have a wall there. Yeah, like like it's like oh, I'm not good at this, so I'm just never gonna do it. I actually really disagree with this statement. Like really I think, disagree. With I it. think everything is is one able to be fixed in the physical sense of this. Like you can fix anything, even if it's a person in an emotional standpoint. Like if someone is stupid, you can make them smarter. They just have to know they want to be smarter. So they just have to study more or do something or make themselves, give themselves the opportunity to be smarter. Yeah. Like I, I think that, you know, certain things come naturally to individuals and other things. Like it takes more time yeah. and, and work, but it's more on the individual of, you know, will they put in that work? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it comes to like us, me doing math, not good at it, but if I really wanted to be, I could be better at it. You could do flashcards. Yeah. I could do flashcards. I'm great at flashcards. Right. Like. It's like saying like you like going to IT, it's like a whole new language, but once you learn it, it gets a lot easier to understand when you talk about it in those terms. Just got to give the time. And I think it's it depends on the person like do they want to get better at that? Cuz you can see people like all the time that are like, "Yeah, I'm not good at this, but like it doesn't affect them in their daily life, so it doesn't matter to them." Yeah. As opposed to people being like um as opposed to people being like you know, they want to get better at something and then they sit down and they're willing to look at themselves and be like, I'm not good here, but I know that I can get better. And I think that the problem comes when people begin to think that things are finite, you know, like I, I are just things are fixed. Like I'm not good at this. And I guarantee you, if you go back far enough, it's because somebody told them that, oh, you're just not good at this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, we have a mindset thing of them stopping themselves. Yeah, and it's like the, these like self-limiting beliefs and limitations that we put on ourselves or that you know come to fruition when we're little or whatever. You know, being able to be like, you know what, I'm I'm not good at this. Like, yeah. I, it's it's okay. I will get better. You know, I think once you're able to kind of break it down and you take those steps, you know, I think anything's possible. Hmm. So what? I think you, I think you can fix stupid. <clears throat> yeah, no, you can definitely fix stupid. I just want to know, like, Matt, like, how would you use this term? I I, I would I wouldn't use that sentence. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm more like you yeah. Can't so fix we go stupid. in. What's what's a situation where that advice is sound? Like it's, like that's the right piece of advice, or that's the right thing to say in that moment. I think about it with like uh, so, 
back when uh, we used to mow the lawn for the with my dad in the backyard and stuff, my dad always had problems with the lawn mowers. Anything that we had, <laughs> anything with the lawn mowers was fucking was an issue. And dad used the term similar to this, where he took the same lawn mower to the same like shop. It was like somewhere I forget where it was, but it was like this weird little alleyway. And this guy would take your lawnmower for the day and would fix it all up and give it back to you and it would work for a day. And my dad was brought something similar to this and he was like, you just, you can't fix stupid. And it, and he just was blaming the lawnmower for just being super stupid and never working. I'm pretty sure he just broke it every week because he just went, he just had like huge weeds and he just didn't give a shit and just tried to, you know, monster truck that shit. So, so I, I was actually going to bring this up, David, what you're typing. It's actually like, it's, very rare that somebody can change their iq like it's very rare that somebody like can take their IQ, like they can like focus on raising their iq and then actually do it so that's the actual scientific term like you like you actually can't fix stupid what's no, stupid so i just who's stupid I, I don't know good question what do you think what would stupid be um, See, i think it's such a situational phrase like so what's okay so before we jump into what's stupid what is the situation where that phrase works yeah, think on that. You have a brother who I, does a lot of it. I know, but what I'm a lot of I do a lot of stupid shit. No, but what I'm saying, like, like in my <laughs> head, it's it's something like somebody has the same problem over and over and over and over and over, and everybody's telling them this is how you fix it, but then they keep doing it. I feel like that's where you can be like, yeah, well, you know, you can't fix stupid. Like they're stuck in their way. Yeah, but at the same time, there's. I just I uh, I have a problem with like such <laughs> definitive language, like. You can't fix stupid, but I think that's just because the individual that you're referring to isn't willing to try to fix it. You know, you get what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. No, 100%. Dalton. It's like, you know, in Africa, you have uh, the wildebeest try to, they have to go over this one river. That's the Lion King, but yeah. No, no, it's an actual thing. Like every year, the the wildebeest go from one area to the next area to go over this river and... Every time there's lines and lines and lines, you can see them. They're all crocodiles just waiting, and they take down the wildebeest and throw it in the water. They do the death roll and they eat, they eat them, eat them all up. Right? It's one of those things where it's like it's just natural for them to do it, and it's nature, and they just keep going and going. And every year they go back and forth, back and forth, and they lose about maybe hundreds of wildebeest at a time because these these gators just are hungry, and this is what they wait for. They know it's coming, but you just can't fix stupid. Sometimes wildebeest are just stupid. They just do it because they have to do it. So they just got to be stupid sometimes. But do you think that they actually don't remember the al- the alligators every year? Or they know oh, and they they're know. like, hey, some people got to take it for the team. This is for the greater good. And sometimes stupid isn't a bad thing. Sometimes I'd rather have people think that I'm stupid than be like, oh, no, he's smart. I'm going to go to him for all my problems. Be like, oh, he doesn't know. But then I'd rather be like, you know what? Like, I'd rather have people like think they can't solve a problem than come to me with all their problems, you know? I will only have that select few people that would come to me with their specific things and having enough trust in me and knowing that I can help with those few people. I wouldn't want everybody thinking that I'm extremely smart and can help all their issues because that'd just be annoying, you know? So always have that select few and let the rest think you're stupid because who the fuck cares what they think? Okay. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So this, I linked uh, an article. It's from Rudder. Uh, and Cornell, Rudder and Cornell, basically they, they, they were along the lines of you, Matt, where they're like, it's, it's, it's when people 
that show a lack of competence, um, that characteristic is what prevents them from realizing their stupidity. Mm. So it's the fact that they, it's not so much that what they're doing is stupid. I mean, yes, it is. But what makes it stupid rather than a mistake is the lack of awareness. Like that what they, they think they're doing the right thing. They think what they're doing is smart. Legitimately think they're doing. Yes. They don't realize it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. And that defiance or lack of, of awareness, competence, whatever, that's what makes them stupid. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm surprised we're going so deep into this. I did not think it was going to be this long. That's what this is all about. Kind of interesting. And then, uh, he goes on to say something better. He says, when test subjects explain their knowledge of totally concocted scientific principles, they're even more sure of the knowledge. He calls that stupidity squared. Hmm. So it's like when it's basically when you double down on, yeah. on your wrong things, it like just the fact of doubling down and having to explain it makes you, I guess it's part of like that sunk cost fallacy where it's like, no, if I know this much, it has to be right. Yeah. So I you, can't be are wrong. Are you stupid squared sometimes? I think we're all stupid yeah. squared sometimes. Oh, I've definitely been stupid squared. Yeah, me too. Oh, multiple times. Yeah. Thousands of times. Yeah. Right now. But so where's a situation where that absolutely is the wrong thing to say to someone? When you, I feel like the point where you're like, I'm just going to take this lie is the main. What? AA. Like an AA meeting? Oh. Alcoholic. It's an alcoholic to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's a good, terrible that's a good advice. answer. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Like, I, I, I fucked up. Like, I, I drank again. Well, you can't fix. Give me your, give me your chip. You can't fix stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the like very wrong. They know wrong it's wrong, but they go back to do it anyways. Or like, if your therapist tells you that, word, it's like that'd be a bad setting to do. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Probably not the best time. Can that ever be taken as a form of tough love? Or see, I but it yes, like I can totally hear like it. It I feel like you can say the same thing as like, well, they've got to figure it out on their own. Like, you've tried to help this person, hands up, like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't, I, I can't help you. I'm trying, you're going to have to figure it out. I feel like that's a, a very nice way of saying, like, well, you can't fix stupid. Like, like they're going to do what they're going to do regardless. You kind of already know it. Yeah. 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 So that just takes the stress and puts it on you instead of stupid. Yeah. You can't fix stupid. Mm-hmm. They have to fix it themselves. They've got to do it themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we did it. We we dissected another ninety nine cent advice. Good advice, bad advice. Is this is this ninety nine cent advice or is this ninety nine dollar advice? This is definitely ninety nine cent advice. Yeah. It's so would then uh, if you gotta eat shit, don't nibble. Is that ninety nine dollar advice? It's, it's ninety nine cent advice, but it's worth something. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It has its worth. It has its worth of ninety nine cents. Yeah. Take that as far as you want. Not quite a dollar, but it's close. Okay. All right, well, into our bi-weekly segment. Smoking in the boys' room. Nope, wrong one, again. What are we looking at? Ready? What are we looking at? It's the wrong song. The wrong, oh, yeah. oh, okay, Ready? the one that, okay. One, two, three. The boys' room. Nice. All right. We've really synced our voices very well together. We're professionals. I'm so proud of it. We're professionals, bro. We are. That's what we do. It's because you found the foundation of it does not revolve We're around professionals. A, <laughs> that Matt does yeah. every week like he I does with Tanner. he does that. So we got some advice 
posts for the yeah, three of you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Matt, We're just going right to jump in. right into it. So the first one is called My Son Won't Obey My Orders. Yeah. We're going to get teenagers. My son is 18 and he won't obey any of my orders. He thinks because he's a subcontractor and pays $750 a month, he thinks he shouldn't have to obey me. But I think as his father, it doesn't matter how old he is, what job he works, or how much he pays in rent, he must always obey my direct orders. I told him yesterday that before he went to work this morning, he was to do the dishes and take the trash to the dump, and he defied me. I do not accept <laughs> I do not accept defiance in this family. I am his father and superior. He pays rent to me to live in my house. I want absolute order and obedience. It's fair enough for raising him in a decent household. Even when he's not working for the day, he'll purposely leave and hang out with his friends to avoid me. I'm seriously about to punch walls. He frustrates me so much. What can I do to make him more obedient well, to first, me? First, let's, wor- let's, let's work on this toxic masculinity <laughs> that's exuding out of so, this. So, <laughs> would you take this and would you say, you can't fix stupid. To the dad or the son? To the dad. Uh, okay. Oh, no, I, no. But see, this comes to a self... Like, let's just dissect this here, right? There's a couple words that he used. Okay, we'll start with absolute order. Okay. Obedience. Defies. Defies. Hangs out with friends to avoid me. So there's some self-awareness here, right? He notices it. He no- He's like, yeah. hmm. Yeah. Every time I'm around... Yeah. My son happens to hang out with his friends. He sees his truths, but he's defying his truths as well. But like my problem, and I'm such, I'm somebody that's so self-reflective that I see this and I'm like, bro, how do you, like, if you notice it, how do you not ask the questions? Like, what am I doing that's making my son avoid me? He could just word it a little different. I don't know. That might be a big change if he just is like, hey, can you just maybe do the dishes later? Like, that'd be awesome. I would really appreciate it. Instead of going... How yeah. dare you defy my order of yeah, you thou art doing dishes in thy house? Yeah, and I feel like, like, in what sense is he defying him, right? Like, is <laughs> such a, it, when he says such, do the dishes yeah. and take the trash out, is, you know, is it not done when he wants, but it still gets done? Or is it just being completely ignored at all times? Um, or and, is it ignored or forgotten? Yeah, yeah. In what know, age does this man live in? Like... Well, if he's 18, we could probably assume he's in his 40s. I was talking about, like, the time period. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thou art defy my but, but calling. The whole, so this is actually a, a pretty interesting question. Um, do – when you start paying your parents rent, do things actually change? Because, like, like, in my head, for whatever reason, I feel like if I pay rent, I shouldn't have to, like, have a curfew. But, like, normal, like, house, you know – Clean up after yourself. That stuff, it should just be expected whether think, you're paying or I not. Think, I think doing the dishes, okay. That's okay. That makes sense. But also, homeboy's working full time. He's tired. He's adjusting to a new lifestyle. There's a lot more that goes into it instead of just him uh, paying rent and that's it. Like, I'm sure he's, like, trying to figure out his life as that's much right. as I don't, his dad is. I don't is. think this kid's, like... A bad kid or no. something. Like, if, <laughs> he a job. A, if he has a job like, that that can pay seven hundred and fifty dollars a month yeah. for rent, like he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I could do that at eighteen. Jesus. Yeah, and and then like you know, even I am his father and his superior. Like, dude, you you're having. I think what it is is like he's probably going through like a midlife crisis and he's just like losing control over his kid. He probably doesn't have control over the rest of his life either. And now he's like freaking out. Like he wants to control, like you'll see people when they lose control of everything or they feel really out of control out of the rest of their lives. They try to control one thing 
that they know that they can and they hold on and control it. And if that thing tries to, even if it doesn't defy it, you know, in like in a great way, but it defies it slightly, it's blown out of proportion as this huge thing. And I think yeah. kind of what this sounds like. I guarantee, I can't guarantee, but I would put my money on, if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on like, he probably has no, he's probably losing control in every other aspect of his life. So this is what he's focusing on. But the minute that, he, he, the minute his son is like fuck this i'm leaving and he goes he's gonna feel like shit for all the stuff that he's doing yeah guaranteed because yeah. he's like i shouldn't have done that but he won't realize it till it's gone guaranteed yeah which which does suck but some people have to learn like the hard way man just like getting slapped in the face and being like oh now i understand why that wasn't a bad idea instead of being told yeah there's a big difference and a lot of people are like that you know yeah. what i mean and it kind of sucks but Sometimes you got to be hit with the whip to understand. So you think it's more about him and his life than the relationship between the two of them? I, I do. Because I think that that has a direct like correlation to his relationship with his kid. Or just like keep take the money out of it. If If he like, I feel like the son may feel like he is better off now because he's paying rent. So maybe he feels like he doesn't have to do all these things that he used to do when he didn't have to pay rent because now he's a part of the house instead of just being uh, living under the roof that his dad owns. Now he's uh, attributing some stuff so he can afford to live there with him instead of living like under him in a sense. Well, that's what strikes me too with him. It seems like he's the kind of dad just based on the rest of the post. That'd be like the second you turn 18 out of my house. I want you out of my house. Mm -hmm. I want you in your own place. If you're staying here, you're, it's because you're going to pay rent, which means the kid wanted to stay home. If that was the case, he didn't. Yeah. He could have left, and he chose to stay home, yeah. which means I don't. He might not see the relationship as strained as the dad does. Well, I mean, some of these comments. If someone says, "I hope this is a troll post." Really, he defied you. You realize you're not running a prison or army camp. I would leave the house to get away from you too. <laughs> if this makes you so angry, you want to be violent. You need therapy. If he's paying you seven fifty per month for rent, I would advise him to move out. He could easily afford his own place or with a roommate and be done to, done with you. But you know what? I yeah, like if this is his response to this, I wouldn't be surprised if like maybe he's like manipulating his son to even like stay there, like and pay. You know, like it sounds like there's a relationship here between him and his son that slightly poisonous. Yeah. So what would you say to I guess both of them? What would you say to both of them, the son and the dad? Son, get the hell out. Move, move out. You Father. Seven, Shut the fuck up. Go to therapy. Yeah, homeboy needs therapy. Or just word things better. Yeah. You're so not... Keep doing what he's doing, but just learn how to speak <laughs> better. You know how to, like, uh, approach an issue. If you can properly communicate yourself... Like, I feel like we've done this so many times. If you communicate better... It, it, but that's, 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 that's 90% of the problem in the world is that, you know? Like, I feel like if you can communicate better, like, a lot of problems would just be solved. But the problem is that, like, it, I, even I'm bad at it at times, you know? You're terrible at it. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Let me first st start off by saying this makes me feel really guilty. I don't understand my disgust, and I feel terrible because I just want him to be happy. My boyfriend throws tantrums sometimes. <laughs> He'll stomp and wail and fidget, but then he's usually over it in like two minutes. Just needs to get it out of his system, I guess. This alone really annoys me, and I've taken to just walking away. I tell him I'm not going to put up with a tantrum. Just let me know when he's done. He's asked me to call them outbursts because he's embarrassed <laughs> whenever I say tantrum. I say tantrum, babe. Outbursts. 
For example, I'm very stressed right now because we got a new puppy. He's small and it's freaking me out, so I've been keeping a close eye. Small. Yesterday, I walked into the kitchen and I hear, no, oh my God, why? In this heartbreaking wailing sound. I run in and he's dropped his sandwich. I was livid. I told him he scared me. I'll eat the goddamn sandwich. Don't freak out like that because I was worried the dog was hurt. Then I felt guilty and told him I understood the food understood the food was important. <laughs> and my action, reaction was a gut freak out. Problem is it happens all the time. He'll wail about something and I'll snap at him to chill the fuck out. And then to make matters worse, it's extended to him showing actual emotion. He doesn't cry often, but he did the other day. And all I could feel was rage and disgust. And I wanted to shake him and tell him to snap out of it. I know it was stress-based because I was trying to get the puppy into his bed for the first time. And he just stormed out when I needed help. So it was more of a, can you wait to have your meltdown until after we take care of this? Plus the literal wailing was frightening the pup. I still held him, let him cry out and did not express my anger. Instead, I told him to please help me and just give me a minute to get situated. And I'll come (laughs) hold and cuddle him. It wound up being okay, but the guilt I felt is unimaginable. I've been in a relationship before where crying was just for funerals because otherwise he wouldn't be a man and that made me sick. But I fear some of that residual bias is making me react poorly to my man's struggle. He's expressive. So what? I would just like some techniques on keeping calm and respecting his right to feel things without me getting nasty about it. How? Wait, how long have they been together? Um... I don't think it says. It doesn't say, but she is 25 and he is 28. I mean, to me, it sounds like they've been together for a while. There could be a reason as to why he reacts this way. And um, I'm thinking this. She has supported him in the beginning, right? So say he had a small reaction or an outburst and she supported him on it. And he liked the feeling of her like... He, he liked the attention. He liked the attention yeah. in that in that way, where it's extreme, really good, and then that's it. And he got what he needed. That was, that was like his fix, like kind of like a high. So he saw that, and it's been progressively getting more and more like intensive, right? So I'm sure that in his own way, like this is normal, but he's been doing it for so long, he doesn't know how bad it is. But now it's getting to a point where she's like, oh my God, like I've been supporting this, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. Cause that, that's that's a lot. I mean, it's okay to have like frustration. It's okay to feel your feelings. Um, I I do believe like men cry. That's Absolutely. okay. Women cry. That's okay. Everyone's allowed to cry. There's no reason you shouldn't feel your feelings. But when you're 28 and having like tantrums, tantrums. and you drop your sandwich and you start wailing about it, <laughs> come <Yeah>. on, <laughs> there's there's a line, bro. There's a line. You gotta be an adult at some point and yeah. just fucking uh, hell. Dude. I don't even know where to begin with this. Well, just start from the start from the top. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, like, I would focus on be like, all right. So there are situations where you know crying happens, an intense conversation, uh, you know. But like, if he reacts, maybe not with tears, but you know. It says heartbreaking wailing. Like, no, oh my God, why? Like, because he drops his sandwich? Like, what happens in a slightly bigger situation where you get in a car accident? You know, it sounds like he really likes the attention. That's like kind of what I thought too. I don't think he notices it though. But but yeah, he might not. He he might not actually notice that that's why he does it. 
Um, but also like I, I feel like coming for her coming from a, a relationship where men don't cry unless it's for a funeral, you know, yeah. that, that can tend to be very, you know, cold. So I'm sure she probably liked that. He was emotional at one time, you know, like and she probably really supported the feelings of it. Yeah. But then now it's just kind of like, there has to be a fine line, you know? Yeah. And like, I feel like they need to establish that like one extreme to the next. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, man. that's insane. Um, like we always say with a lot of these issues, it could definitely be talked out, but I feel like with her, she has to be so careful because <laughs> he'll throw a tantrum if like, here's one thing. Yeah. And like, at what point is it like you can't even communicate with him about, you know, difficult stuff because then he'll just have a tantrum. Yeah. And at what point do you stop having tantrums? Yeah. Why is, why? Like is he it... needs to learn some proper, you know, this is how I express, I need, I express myself this way. I need to learn some techniques to, you know, maybe express it in some other, you know, forms think, or fashions. I think all of us here have punched a hole in a wall or a door at some point, right? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. <laughs> Me and Matt have. <laughs> um, but, again, we were, like, 18, 17. I was, I was 17 and 18, and I, I would get mad, and I would punch a hole in, in the door. And that would be that, right? Done. Settled. Um, but that was, like, 17 or 18, do I do any of that now? No, I just let it. I think about the situation and I try to figure it out slowly and I talk to people I need to talk to and it kind of happens. But I just don't understand how you can go this far in life, even just to this age of 28. And not, I still don't think that that's okay, that it's kind of weird, that nobody else does it except him. Like, unless he really just doesn't see, he doesn't do any like self reflection. Like, how do you, how, dude, yeah. how do you not know that that's not okay? Yeah. I don't know. Not even like that's like not normal. It's just not okay. So now she has, uh, she's gotten, she's developed this negative association with him showing emotion. So she what, went from one extreme to the next. What, what can you say to her to help her with this now that she's just unfortunately developed this resentment? You know, yeah. So it's kind of like, like, you know how some people say when your baby cries, like, let the baby cry it out. Oh. Self-soothing? Oh. <laughs> no, don't punch the baby, no. Okay. Uh, but it's, you, you, let the, like, you let the baby cry it out, and you just give it time to do its own thing, right? So she needs to treat him she, she like might, the toddler he's so being. If she really loves him this much, she will have to do, like, like, without him even knowing, but let him do, like, let him cry it out. Let him have his moment. Don't go over there. Don't check on him. Let him realize that. What he's doing isn't getting a reaction anymore, so he has to do something else, or it'll give him the balls to just come talk to her. Yeah, but I don't. My but thing, then she can she can use that as an opportunity to be like, I just don't think it's okay for me to no, support you I, when you're acting like this. No, so I I agree. I just but have your a face hard, pissed me off when you looked at me. Like I don't that. care. <laughs> I I have a hard time like like she shouldn't have to do that. She's not his mom. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but this is the way she can fix the situation. No, I I I understand what you're saying. How would you go about it? How would if I go your about it? Was doing that. If my boyfriend was doing that, yeah, I, I would honestly tell him he just needs to learn how to regulate his emotions better. Like that—that's really it, you know. And that conversation, I guarantee you, would not go well. No, not to su- not to suppress them. Just- not to suppress them. Just regulate them better. Like dropping a sandwich. Like it's one thing you drop. A, oh damn it! I dropped a sandwich. You know, damn it! I was really hungry. You're damn right, I was going to pick that bitch Clean up. Clean it, it though. You know what I mean? Like, but to but have a sandwich? whole breakdown about it, like that's uncalled for. You know, and that would just honestly, that would just make the relationship with my significant other worse. Because if I know that that's how they're going to react over dropping a sandwich, 
Lord forbid. The only time I can imagine us having this reaction is if we drop a drink. If we drop like our beer or something, <laughs> be like, oh, damn. Yeah, but when we do it, it's okay. Not yeah. when this guy yeah, does it. Yeah, it's not okay when he does okay it. Not okay when he does it. We're drum drummers. Different. <laughs> <laughs> we have a podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go into it. Long story short, almost a week ago, I had to drop something off at my friend's apartment. It's a huge apartment complex and the chances of encountering someone in the elevator are pretty high and nothing unusual. So I wasn't really expecting to get attacked by a random man when the doors of the elevator closed, but it happened. It was very traumatic, but I'm glad I got away with only a broken nose and bruises. It could have ended a lot worse. I'm grateful it didn't. He took, uh, the man took my phone and purse. Police have been contacted. The man's been found. I don't have any relations. It was just a random attack. I'm I'm currently recovering more mentally than physically. And I'd love to have a little bit of peace, but that's not possible with my husband. Of course, this incident didn't just scare the hell out of me, but him as well. But he's transferring his constant distress and panic to me. Immediately after the incident, he bought me pepper spray and a self-defense self-defense keychain. As he would. He's currently trying to install security cameras almost everywhere, and he's also planning to change the door locks. He bought a new phone, downloaded an app on it, so he's going to be able to track me at any time, and he also wants to treat, uh, teach me self-defense techniques. Yeah. He does martial arts training for kids and adults, so he's experienced. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate all of his efforts to keep me safe, but he can barely sit still for two minutes. The incident stressed him out even more than me, I think. At night, he won't come to bed because he's researching something about security cameras or something like that. I'm starting to get really worried about him because he's not getting any sleep and stresses himself out really bad. And he won't listen to me Mm -hmm. when I tell him that he should relax. As I said, I'm grateful for the things he's doing, but I would be even more grateful if he just calmed down for a bit. So how do I tell him he should stop stressing himself out or what just what to do in general? Ah, That's hard. That's hard. I bet you he feels guilty. He wasn't there. As as a as a uh, a guy or as a significant other, like you know, we always want to be able to protect. You know, uh, and like if this happened to Monique, I guarantee I would probably do almost the same thing. Maybe not. And I could hear Monique being like, you know, every single time, like telling me to calm down because every single time he does something, suggests something, he's consumed now in wanting to protect her which is great, right? Like, like that, that's important. Yeah. But at the same time, like every time he does that, she's reminded of the incident. And so essentially she lived it. She got away, thankfully, you know, almost unscathed and they caught the guy. But now it's like, she has to relive that every single time he brings something up, he tries to fix something, this, you know, like it, it just constantly gets brought up. Oh, that's just so hard to deal and with. And that's rough because like, I, I, From I, both sides. I, yeah, exactly. I understand why yeah, she wants it to I stop, com- but I also really I understand yeah, why he wants to do all this. I get it. Yeah. That's, that's hard because he, he just wants to help and that's his way of helping his prep because he realized, okay, I fucked up because I didn't, I wasn't prepared this time, but you bet you're asking me to be prepared the next time yeah so that's all he's he's just trying to prep now now he's like it's never going to happen again yeah because he failed once he's not going to do it again and And i think i I think it's like how do they both process differently because it sounds like he just wants to fix everything and it sounds like she's more like i want five minutes to forget that it happened and things can be normal for a little bit Sounds like she just wants him to just be there yeah and he's like i'm gonna make sure i'm there all the time yeah even when i'm not there i'm there you know and and like um 
like the whole tracking device on the phone, like now it's kind of like her sense of individualism and privacy is kind of gone now. A lot, it's a lot. It feels like a lot's being taken away from Same her. Same with as the well. security cameras, huh? Same with the security cameras. If they're inside the house, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, you know, now she can't go anywhere th- without being watched or without her husband knowing where she's at. And I guarantee you, he's probably like texting her every like seven minutes that he's they, she's out they both i mean she she should go to therapy just in general to deal with that situation but i also think he should because that's 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 different that's difficult for someone to take in for a significant other to take in you and, know and the 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 topping the the icing on the cake is the fact that i bet you he feels extra guilty because he's a martial arts trainer for kids and adults and he never taught his uh-huh. significant other wife whatever yeah how to defend herself yeah you know now i know how it is like th- it is hard it takes a special relationship to be able to train your significant other <laughs> it, it, it really does it's it's uh it's a weird dynamic well they you don't know? see you in that way they don't Ex- see you as a coach exactly you're just like you know like monique you and go- i like if we work out together like when i was in like when I was just starting college, Monique and I would work out together in the garage. Mind you, we're both very young, but like we would get mad at each other because like I would tell her what to do and then she would do it, but then do something else. And then I would get mad that, babe, you need like 90 seconds of rest before you hit your next set. Otherwise, the muscle gain isn't going to be there. Fucking stupid bro science. But uh, but then she would get mad because she had a different idea of what working out was. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we just didn't. It just didn't work out, uh-huh. you know. Um, but then, you know, I see other people like at the gym, like they'll come in and their significant other will give them a cue or give them a correction, immediate annoyance with mm-hmm. that person. But then I go and I tell them the same thing, but since I'm the coach, it's okay. It, there's that relationship there. So I understand probably why he didn't teach her, but at the same time, he's probably very, feels very guilty that he did it. You know, nobody's wrong in this scenario. Yeah. Nobody's wrong. Everyone's feeling their feelings. It, it's just how they're coming about the situation with one another is probably the thing that's affecting them the most. But you can't, you can't blame her for feeling the way she does, and you can't blame him for feeling the way he does because that's hard on both of them no matter what what happened, you know? Yeah. Like I think they just need to communicate as to like what they they need because they're both coping and trying to cope in two very opposite ways. Yeah, and it's it's very like opposite sides of the spectrum for both of them. They don't know how to react. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. I hope she's okay. I hope she yeah. has a... If you're uh, watching this, I hope you're doing better. I hope you have a great recovery. But yeah. so what should she say to him or, you know, how, how should she go about? That's just basic communication tactics. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What? What basic communication hey, listen, tactics? Listen. <laughs> so say, Matt, you're my boyfriend. I okay. got attacked. Yeah. I'm going to look at you and go, hey. What's up? You act like you're trying to fix something. Listen, I just signed us up whoa, 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 for whoa. three weeks worth of D-Rod's defensive classes. Look, I appreciate you doing that for me. But right now, I just need you to cuddle me. And watch a movie. I, w- I really want to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas and not think about being punched in the face every five seconds. The okay. Grinch tried to steal Christmas from you. I'd, I'd kick his ass. I know. We have security cameras. I understand. I would see it coming. Yeah, I know. A mile you away. <laughs> you ha- you're tracking me everywhere I go. I, mm-hmm. You would know I was in the wrapping section. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there's just basically. But no, but something it. like that, like, like, as going like, I want to feel protected. And she says it. She goes, I really, really appreciate all of this, yeah. all of his efforts. She knows it and she can see that they're both coping very differently. Yeah. It, it It's it's just, it's a very, like, that's, that's dicey. Yeah. It's very dicey. It's not going to go well, but you got to talk about it. Yeah. 
Well, good luck to them. Uh, Matt, what uh, what are you squaring up with this week? What am I squaring up with this week? I'm squaring up with gas stations. And I will tell you why. My tire pressure was low the other day, rolled up to Shell, and they wanted me to pay $1.50 to use air. And then I, but I, that's not every gas station. So only gas stations. Chevron is free. So gas stations that charge you for air when you need to get home and you need to pump up your tire. Squaring up with you this week. Don, what are you squaring up with this week? So where, do you just have flat tires now? No, I, I pumped them up. Oh, you paid I, the $1.50? No, I, I rode home and then pumped them up here. But So I have a friend who, um, I'm squaring up with my friend here. Uh, she, she got me a gift, but didn't say she was getting me a gift. So that I had no gift for her for Christmas, and it makes me feel terrible inside. Um, so you're squaring up with people that don't tell don't, other yeah, people yeah. that they're getting gifts. Yeah, like that. like your sisters knew I was getting both of them gifts. I was getting you a gift. Like everyone knew I was getting them a gift, so they got me something back, and it was okay. It was mutual. Mm-hmm. But then when someone comes out to you, he's like, "Oh, I got you this for Christmas," and you're like, "You didn't, you didn't communicate this with me that I now I don't have anything for you, and I'm just taking and not giving." And it feels Am I bad terrible. if I don't feel that bad when that happens. Like I didn't know. I was gonna say, like, yeah, when you if you were to do, you make sure everyone you're getting a gift for knows, or will you just be like, "Hey, I got you this." Yeah, gift. if the and- shoes on the other side of the foot, would you understand if they were mad? Yeah, because with me, it's like, like the way I told your sisters was like, I'm so excited for what I'm going to get you for Christmas. Like, it's just me being excited to give them something. Uh, so I, I talk about it with them. So everyone that gets a present from you, like, knows. Guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. That'll never be the situation for you. It's no. not true. Impossible. He didn't tell me he was getting me something. We're brothers. It's kind of a given. Oh. You have your core. I always have to get mom, dad, and Matthew something. David, David's, David's after that. David, what are you squaring up with this week? I'm squaring up with my sciatica. Nice. Stupid. It's been acting up. Why did you grab your thigh when you did that? That's where where sciatica is. Sciatica's on the thigh? I thought it was on your ass. It's from the back, and then it runs down. It's a nerve that runs all the way down. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. It is. Right there. Yeah. Was it from uh, Saturday? Yeah, it's from Saturday. I'm really good. I, I pulled it a while back, and... I've been really good on stretching and doing the moves correctly so it doesn't act up, but uh, I just didn't do that this Saturday or something, so I've had a pain for the past couple of days. It's really Hi. dumb. Uh, these next two, I think, uh, might all be the same. I but one, Matt, oh, Dalton, what's your woe due to the week? This is the fact one, right? Yes. Yeah, this okay. is a crazy factor story. You were just so like, whoa, dude. This is like a story that I heard on, of course, TikTok, um, but it was about why we flip people off. Um, also, sorry for flipping everyone off. Um, <laughs> it's apparently uh, when the French and when France, France and England were at war during um, like medieval times, uh, the French army would kidnap the English uh, longbowmen because they were like very experienced. They were like the snipers of their generation. So they would cut off their middle fingers. That's what they would shoot with. So they would cut off their middle fingers. So then when the English would like kill the french and the french would run away they would flip them off so because, they still have their middle fingers uh, and that's so, interesting that's why i mean that, that, they're saying that that's where like the flipping off comes from i don't know if that's true but i thought that was really like an interesting fact on why they flipped them off hey, I, you I know do, what it's canon i do know i do know that's why in england it's not flipping people off that's offensive it's it's when you do this that's I and that's where I'm like the story might be a little different. Yeah. But it's because this is the archery fingers. Yeah, but then if you lose this finger So if you cut the if you cut both fingers off, you can't 
mm-hmm. pull your bow anymore. Mm-hmm. So it could be one of the two. It might be both. Might be Do you think you shoot a bow with your with your mouth? Like, yeah, you're really really good at it. Yeah. Um, Matt, what's your woe due to the week? My woe due to the week, uh, it's just gonna be going viral on on TikTok. That was that, awesome. That's gonna be my stoked and woe. I never thought anybody would be interested in Him our shenanigans. And, he just gave me a hug, and it was just like the most it's most simple of videos, just a hug that David told me to do when I went to the bathroom. Um, but I just think like it's kind of cool, like you know, something everybody can connect with, and then. No, my what? No, what got me stoked this week? I'm oh, yeah. Jumping to the next one, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that people duetted it? Yeah, that was a trip. Like people, I don't know, like just like duetted the video and gave their siblings a hug. Yeah. One brother was just kind of like weirded out, and then the the other one was like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm just gonna film myself giving my my sibling a hug, and yeah. you know, it, it was cool. So like, so the fact that like people got some hugs this weekend, and you know, I, I just think that's kind of cool, spreading yeah. some love. So I'm about it. I'm stuck for this new year, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, this, this whole week has been like planning like i'm gonna do some more after this on just like what i want to do things like, like how i do it break it down step by step actually i heard this quote uh that says don't start your day oh. until it's finished and the idea is like don't start your day until you've planned it out you know so like at least plan out what you want to do that day yeah. and what you want to get to accomplish yeah you know and then and then you start your day so like the day before plan it I thought that was really powerful. I really like that. One. Also, I did I did that today, and I also only got like one thing done. But I I still tried. I still tried. That, that counts. Yeah, but we had some other complications. Counts. Yeah. So it's fine. We figured it out. Cool. What about you, D- David? Cheese. What about you, Did? Sure, did three I, different names. I, 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 had, I had Diamond, Dave, D Rod, and <laughs> David in my head all coming through. So uh, probably yeah. What got me stoked? Oh, I start a new job next week, so that that Ooh, gets me that's stoked. Right. Hell I yeah. get this week off. <laughs> Get to yeah. do whatever I want and then start next week. Uh, Woe Dude was um, also the TikTok, but how, and ins- again, like you're right. All we had planned was I saw one that was like, hug your sibling, hug your, hug your, hug your sibling randomly. So that's all we did. And the amount of dissection that people got yeah, out of it. Yeah, that was wild. From the flinch to Dal- uh, Matt saying shh, shh i just wonder if him. me and matt looked at that video for, like if we saw somebody else doing it and that they had that same reaction like would we be like oh dude look at that you'd probably I, send it to each other maybe. maybe i think it's also a lot more wholesome than you guys are than your tiktok feeds are oh thousand percent your guys's tiktok algorithm is not as wholesome yeah. as what we made <laughs> yeah. uh your scream at the end yeah, my uh, pterodactyl shriek. Everyone said it was a pterodactyl. I'm not a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I'm a human being. And then that's it, so upset at that one. He's like, open a pterodactyl. I'm like, Dalton, like, relax. It's a joke. It's that's the that's the curse, man. It's you can curse, get you man. can get all the cute comments. You can get all the hug me comments. You yeah, can yeah. get all the hair, awesome. all the hair comments. Yeah, and all you, he's gonna focus on is the one, the one is a couple one negative, negative ones. Not a pterodactyl. That, <laughs> Um, do you see wings on this? <laughs> if you do, it's my lads. I've been working them out. <laughs> All right. If you made it this far into the podcast or the video, thank you so much for your time. If you are on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the bell icon. That way you're notified when we do upload videos. And uh, go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms at Drum Podcast. See if you can get a spot in that TikTok follower list. Follow us on TikTok. That's been where all of our action has been happening yeah. lately. And if you're new here and this is your first episode, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for listening and yes, suffering with we us. We really do appreciate it. So as always, guys, everybody stay safe. 
and get ready for this new year. Let's all get ready to Let's kill it. Get it. See you guys next week. Bye. Oh, forgot something very big. Until next time, you guys. I'm Drum. <laughs> and I'm Drummer. <laughs> we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. I just realized I never flushed the toilet. Yeah, I don't flush it. Oh, did you think you? Oh.